Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 796. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at take10fortorah.org. These week's parshios are dealing with Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu, we know, was Avraham Ha'ivri. Avraham is labeled as this Ivri. In the Medrash, we have different opinions about why it's called an Ivri. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nechem, Rabbi Yehuda says, Kol Ha'olam Kulo Me'ever Echad. The who may ever echad. Everybody else was on one side and he was on the other. So generally we understand that to mean that that refers to Avraham's theological innovations. Avraham figured something out that nobody else had. He figured out that there is one God. He figured out that pagan ritual and these pagan practices that had been adopted by the entire world in his time were inappropriate and wrong. And so he discovers this and he is one against many. There's another Medrash that tells us that Ela Toldos Shemaim Ba'aretz Behi Ba'aram, that these are the Toldos, the offspring of the Shemaim and the Aretz, the describing creation of the world Behi Ba'aram, when the world was created. And the Medrash points out, Behi Ba'aram are the same letters as Avraham, and so to imply that Bizchuso Shal Avraham, the whole world is created in the merit of Avraham. Beautiful idea that this lone maverick, Avraham, is not only the person who is on one side where everybody else is on the other side, and he discovers something which is so critical, but that discovery was so critical indeed that it's as if the world is created on his behalf, like the unexamined life is not worth living. So the unexamined world is not worth creating, and so Avraham is the reason that it's all there, or people like Avraham are the reason that it's all there. Okay, so generally, when we refer to Avraham, we think about his theological contribution. But what I'd like to talk about in the next eight minutes is that maybe there's something else to this, and another way to understand Abraham's life, and maybe they actually complement each other. So there's a Mishnah Mesech Zavos. The Mishnah says, Anybody who has the following three features, the following three traits, is considered to be of the students of Avraham. And one who has another three traits, or the opposite of those first three traits, are like the students of Bilam Harasha, the evil Bilam. What are the three traits? So the Mishnah continues, Ayin Tova, a good eye, Ruach, Ruach Nemucha, a humble spirit, and Nefesh Shefala, a reserved nature. And we'll describe in a moment what those three things are. But if you have those three things, you are considered to be a Talmud student of Avraham, in the Avraham camp. And if you have the opposite of those traits, you are considered to be in the camp or a student of Bilam Harasha. Okay, so that's what the Mishnah says in the beginning half of the Mishnah. The second half of that Mishnah talks about the reward for what it's like and what happens to you if you're a student of Avraham versus the student of Bilam, etc. Okay, so it's interesting, first of all, is that why is it that you're considered to be the student of Avraham? Shouldn't we be considered the students of Moshe Rabbeinu? Wouldn't Moshe be more of a, you know, yin and yang against Bilam, Bilam and Moshe were contemporaries. It was Bilam versus Moshe. Moshe is referred to as Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe our teacher. So if we are going to be a student of somebody, wouldn't it be Moshe? So the Tiferes Israel commenting on this Mishnah says, as a matter of fact, no. It refers to mitamidah shel Avram Avinu afilu hu akum. Even if a person is not Jewish, al kapanam hu Avram Avinu shalom, you could still be of the students of Abraham, Shalimi Olam Das Elokim Umidos Yashros, that he was able to teach Das Elokim, the understanding of God, the theology, then he says something else, Umidos Yesharos, and also 
good, appropriate, straight midos. And that's why it did not actually refer to the students of Moshe. Because to be a student of Moshe, what do you got to do? To be a student of Moshe, you actually have to observe the whole Torah. That's what Moshe taught. Moshe Rabbeinu taught us the Torah. To be a student of Moshe requires a lot. To be a student of Abraham, that's something, which is title, which is available to anybody in the world, because anybody in the world can learn the lessons of Abraham, can learn, of course, the theological lessons of Abraham, of monotheism, ethical monotheism, but also of ethics, the ability to teach the entire world is important. Now, these three midos, these three midos are generally understood as ayin tova, ruach nemucha, nefesh, shafala, ayin tova means a good eye, and most understand this to mean I'm able to look at my friend, and I'm able to be happy in their success. I don't feel a twang of jealousy. I don't feel badly when a good thing happens to this other person. I feel very good for them because I'm not jealous of them. I'm truly happy for their success. Ruach Nemucha refers to a person who is humble. There's humility. I don't have gaiva. I don't have arrogance. And the third is Nefesh Shafala, and that refers to a person who is reserved nature, and they're able to control their taiva, they're able to control their desire. They don't need everything of everything. They're able to just consist of having, you know, um, things in moderation. They don't need to fulfill every desire that they might have in any moment. So that's the classic understanding that most of the Rishonim have of Ayin Tova, Ruach, Nemucha, Nefesh, Shafala. And the Rishonim point to different stories, different events in the life of Avraham. The Avoster of Nason goes through this in detail as well. He had Ayin Tova, he was able to give his guests a tremendous amount of food, he had no problem with that. He had the Ruach Nemucha, he was very humble, Anochi Afar Va'efer, I am dust and ash. He did not, he gave a Anochi Machem, even though he technically had the future of Eretz Israel, he referred to himself as a Ger and a Toshav in next week. Parasha. And then finally, Ruch Shafala, his taiva was under control, his desire was under control. We see that from the story of Sarah and how he lived his life with Sarah. So these are the three traits that Avraham had to teach the world. Now it's interesting because Avraham is usually set as the character which um, is the reason that Sefer Bereshis is referred to by uh, the name Sefer Hayashar. The Nitziv, we spoke about this uh, in a different ten, the Sefer Hayashar is the title that Chazal give the book of Bereshis. The Nitziv, in his introduction to Sefer Bereshis, says the reason this book is called Sefer Hayashar, he says a lot, but he says the reason is because the Avos had a particular way of dealing with the outside world. They were very kind, they were very thoughtful, they were very respectful to the people around them, and that's something which we have to learn. That's true Yashras. That's what it means to be straight. Obviously, Avraham is the one who begins this process, Yitzchak and Yaakov, continue it thereafter, but it's really interesting that all of Sefer Bereshis is really just as much about this Midah of Avraham as it is about the Midah of Avraham relating to his discovery of theology. But I want to make the point a little sharper. There's a Mishnah Maseches Avos. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Eliezer HaKapar Omer, Rabbi Eliezer HaKapar says that three things, Kina, Taiva, and Kavod, jealousy and desire and honor, a need for honor, Motzian Es HaAdam Min HaOlam, remove a person from the world. Now that's a very interesting expression. It removes a person from the world. I, I assume that's bad. But it's not clear at all. So Rav Dessler in his Mechdem Elio has a beautiful essay. And in it he asks a very basic question. He says, why is it that so many people have such a hard time in life? Why is it that you would assume God, who's a good God, 
who, uh, who, who wants good for his creatures, why would it be that things would be so tough? He says, How could it be that God creates a world where all people, people are, are suffering, people are unhappy, there's always something that we're missing. To understand how to come up with a solution, we have to really understand the problem. And he says, the problem is as follows. These three things, jealousy, desire, honor, they remove a person from the world. What he understands that to mean is, the world is a happy place. The world is an amazing place. But with jealousy, with desire, and with a need for honor, we remove ourselves from that happy place. Things are great until we allow those things to possess us and allow those things to distract us from the happy world that really exists. Now, I want to take that idea and remind you that Kina, Taiva, and Kavod, as some Rishonim point out, are these three things that Avraham was able to control. Kina is jealousy, that's Ayin Tova, the ability to look at other people with a good positive eye. I'm okay with what you have. Taiva, that's Nefesh Shafala, the ability to have a moderate, a reserved nature, that I don't need all of these things, I don't run after all of these desires. And finally, Kavod, that corresponds to Ruach Namucha, that Avraham had a, a sense of self that did not require gaiva or arrogance. Now, these three midos, if it's true that Avraham, who is the first yashar, the one who makes all of creation and Sefer Bereshus worth it, maybe it's not only about his theological gifts. Maybe it's what he provided to the world in Midos. That's the idea over here. When it comes to Avraham changing the world, when it comes to Avraham being the person for which the world was created in his merit. In his merit, the world could have been created. What that means is, Avraham, not just what he discovered about God, what he discovered about interpersonal ethics. There's a happy world out there. And Avraham taught us how to live it by figuring out that Kina, Taiva, and Kavod, all of these things, the jealousy and the desire and the uh, search for dignity through the eyes of others, that is what removes us from the happy world. And he discovered this theologically, interpersonally, and Abraham's gifts to the world were in all areas, not just what he believed, but how he behaved. Have a great day.